listening to the Hopped Up Network. The show you're about to listen to is part of the Hopped Up Network's growing family of craft beer podcasts in the U.S. and Canada. I think it's great. Find this show and others like it at hoppedupnetwork.com, the spot for informative and entertaining craft beer podcasts. I love it. I love you guys. You're listening to the Hopped Up Network. You're listening to the Pints and Provisions podcast with Evan, Mark, Ryan, and Dan. You're listening to the Pints and Provision Podcast with Evan, Mark, and Dan. Oh, I forgot some. I can't All right, folks, here we go. Pines and Provisions podcast. We're here recording at the uh, North Peoria Fox Pub Craft Beer Festival. Did I get that right, Ryan? I believe so. <laughs> it's an annual event. I don't know. This is... Uh, yeah, it's the 2019 North Peoria Craft Beer yeah. Brew Fest from this the Fox. probably at least the 10th one that they've had. Sixth. Sixth? I think sixth. Okay. Um, I would <laughs> like to extend a thank you to Matt Rixer. Sixth annual, that's right. Sixth annual. Matt Rixer and the Fox Pub for uh, giving us permission to come hang out with them and uh, record. So we've been having a good time. We got here a little late in the game. We didn't have time for the VIP, but there's certainly no shortage of good beers. Yeah, there's um, 20 different tables. I think there's probably a total of 60 to 75 different beers. A lot of it's pretty local. Uh, there's a Michigan table, so Founders is here. There's uh, a Chicago table with uh, Half Acre and Revolution. Uh, kind of goes all over. We got barrel aged stouts, we have ciders, we have Pilsners, Lagers, double dry hop IPAs, uh, just regular double IPAs. Oh, those regular double IPAs. Pretty much. <laughs> uh, I don't know, you name it, That the style's here. So a Session IPL, a Pulse. Uh, more ciders, Keller beers. Oh, a Keller beer. I guess I missed that. I mean, uh, there's a lot of good stuff. Yeah. Uh, I started out with a couple of barrel-aged stouts um, just because showing up late to the game was kind of good. I had the uh, triptych exercise and patience imperial stout, 11%. I thought it was nice, had a good barrel presence, uh, smooth. That's 11% barrel-aged stout with uh, maple syrup or either That's maple right, syrup, maple syrup. Bourbon barrels. And it was, yeah, it was good. Yeah. Uh, I think from there, I can't, uh, let me see. I think I went over to, boy, we're trying to look at the list. I know I hit up Bearded Owl, our friends at Bearded Owl, Nick, PJ. Uh, we had the Hologram, Hologram Buffalo, Buffalo IPA, IPA and Double Dry Hopped IPA. And Raise the Fjord. And Raise the Fjord, which is their raw IPA that they did with apricots, right? I think they did that with apricots. Maybe something else, it doesn't say. But very interesting new gear that they've come out with. It's uh, a nice brisk 45 degree day here in central yeah, Illinois windy, in mid-May. Windy, <laughs> this is what you expect out of central Illinois in May. Is, well, it's yeah. just basically a crapshoot. 
This is why Dark Lord Day has been pushed back three weeks because oh, yeah. it's even worse in April. And uh, I think I had the Crayon Happy Tree Imperial Stout, 10% from White Oak here in Bloomington. Um, a nice little uh, entry for them not too far down the road. The Pipeworks Russian Nesting Dog Imperial Stout. I guess I was just hitting up Imperial Stouts. There you go. Yeah, I started uh, started much lighter. I went to the little little beaver tent, um, the table, Citrus Space Crystals Double IPA. That's great. I'm sitting there right now. It's terrific. Um, so I started there. They're from Bloomington, Illinois, and they've been open for maybe a year. So pretty new. Seemed like they're diet. They're for sure dialed in on the hazy IPA. This thing's terrific. Yeah, I um, I would highly recommend this to anyone. And then they kind of have a great. I think malt backbone on their double, their double dry hop and their hazy IPAs, sure. where it's still kind of light on the palate, but heavy on the flavor. Um, so kudos to them and Wilmington coming out with some great stuff. But yep. Even though it's kind of a brisk cold day, I think everybody uh, was dressed, a good time. Everyone dressed for it. Uh, I know you got the a DJ. There's some bag sets going on. There's there's food inside and outside. So they, uh, they got a pretty well set up event here. Yeah, everyone's having a good time. Every um, time a glass breaks, the crowd goes nuts. It's always uh, entertaining. To and they got our friend, the, the, the gentleman who is kind of the head of Fury Oktoberfest here in Fort Regalia, um, blowing his horn and everybody kind of drinks a little bit. So it's a fun time. Yeah, so after Little Beaver, I did uh, I hit the Toppling Goliath, so another Midwest table. 6.8% um, double dry hop pseudo sue, just starting off fairly light. And then uh, and then I went in and kind of followed through with you, Evan. I did the Barrel Lake Stout, so um, I went over and got this triptic one that we already talked about. I also had uh, Cap Baker Vanilla Big Hugs, so oh, yeah. really nice, just 10% uh, coffee stout with vanilla beans. You had a gas Oh, they do a really nice job with that whole series. The stout base as itself is, is really good, and then they do adjuncts, they barrel age, and they do all sorts of I think they're doing a good job. They put all these breweries next to each other. Everyone's kind of having a good time. The brewery owners, brewers, yep. you know. Uh, they represent themselves. The Little Beaver owners here. Just kind of hanging um, out. One of the, uh, the sales sales managers from Half Acres representing them. Yeah. So it's uh, it kind of helps with the excitement of everything where you can talk to talk to the brewery owners, you can get some swag, you can get a fun story about their business and what's going on and things like that and have some good beer at the same time. Yep. So just to catch up, it's been a couple weeks. Everybody's been on a few little vacations. Ryan was just down in the Tampa area. Uh, shout out to I Eat All the Chips. I uh, can't wait to get together with Hopefully in June we're, we're going to do that and make that happen. Uh, we had a wedding in Tampa, so heights and provisions and I eat all the chips had some representation <laughs> in Tampa for two days. Yeah. So we had a good time. Uh, yeah, same. We, uh, we went to Angry Chair and we uh, we went to Cycle. So we had two kind of the bigger day breweries down in that area, one in Tampa, one in St. Pete. Uh, my beer of the week. I know we. Uh, oh, we forgot. We, we haven't we started so with that. Go but, ahead. Uh, at Angry Chair, the barrel-aged, unrepentant transgression, unrepentant. the cognac barrel-aged stout with, uh, I believe it's cinnamon and vanilla and coffee or cocoa nibs. It's uh, 11%. It was an on-site rare bottle that they had, uh, so it was just fantastic. Uh, 
I had my eyes set on actually a different one, and then uh, the one of the brewers there was working behind the bar, and he said, "You got it." Yeah. He's like, "You're getting onside bobby. You got to try this one." He said, "People kind of stay away from the cognac barrels," and I know we no talked lie. we talked about it before. I I really like them, so. I was excited to have a good recommendation. It was a little sweeter, but it was really well balanced, and uh, adjuncts came through nicely, and the barrel was, was perfect within that base beer. So, Tampa was a, a good, quick trip for a wedding. I did not eat chips with I ate all the chips. So we had a good time. Well, we'll have to do chips we'll and beer. We'll have some local chips when we have our collab. I love it. What was your uh, beer of the week? My beer of the week, I was in San Diego, and as much as I want to list a modern times beer, which was my favorite place to visit when I was out there this last time, I will actually say that the Ballast Point Swinging Friar was my favorite beer. So What's Padres, that? So the Padres were in town all weekend playing the Dodgers, and affectionately known as the Doyers, but the Dodgers were in town. <laughs> But Ballast Point has made a beer specifically for like the Padres. It's called the Swinging Friar. Of course, being okay. the Padres, the mascot is the Swinging Friar, and it's a hoppy pale ale at 5.4%. So when you're watching the baseball game and you want to crush a pint or two of a pale ale, this is, I mean, fresh. And you're in Southern California, and so it's guaranteed to be 72 and sunny. It's like perfect weather, and that is just the perfect beer to watch baseball and be outside. So, Bless you, modern times, for everything you gave us. However, that Ballast Point beer is one of my favorites just uh, to enjoy while we're all here. So. Awesome. Well, we've got a couple of uh, friends hanging out here. We've got Brad and another one, Evan, has been enjoying everything. So why don't we get their take on what their favorite beers are been? All right, Brad, so what have your favorite beers so far been? Oh, I think the, the Little Beaver Hazy IPA has been phenomenal. Chip uh, Dick has had some good beers that have actually surprised some folks. Yeah. And uh, my wife has really fallen in love with a uh, beer from Burr Oak called Lily Ale Fruit Beer. Nice. Loved it. Vanilla, a little hazy, a little fruity. The Chip Dick uh, exercise and patience was was fantastic. Can't can't say enough about that. It was highly, highly recommended if that's still floating out there somewhere. They, uh, I haven't seen that any breweries have really been running out of stuff. So, yeah, that, uh, I had that too, Evan. Uh, this is Evan, by the way, talking to Evan. I know that's very confusing when you're listening, um, but you'll, you'll tell the difference. Um, he, he has a uh, shaved head and I don't. That's how you can tell. So, well, good, yeah. They've got some good offerings. I definitely haven't made it everywhere, but I, do I dare say the sun's coming out a little bit? It's not raining. Uh, I don't know if that's going to warm things up, but it's certainly making it a little warmer here under the tent. Maybe that's also good, which is good. So, say food here is good. The, the barrel aged, uh, the Pollyanna, the fun size is. Uh, I, I would also recommend. Yeah. Yeah, that, that, that's a lot of coffee. Pollyanna out of South Chicago area. I believe in, in the suburbs. Yep. That's it's. Uh, Somewhere western suburbs. Now there's a great representation of Chicago-based breweries, mid-state breweries. Um, if you can't find anything you like here, then you didn't try hard. You know, one of the beers, this is Brad, that surprised me a bit was the uh, Cellarman Select 19 Barrel Age Imperial Stop by Benton River. Uh, nice. I actually just turned around where I was standing, 
and uh, saw it there, and I went and had it, and I was pleasantly surprised. It was very nice, full bodied. That river, yeah. Yeah, I, it was really good. I mean, it, it kind of reminded me a little Bourbon County. Um, kind of like Bourbon County thickness. It was. T H I C C thickness. Yep. Yeah, it's hard to have all 60 or 70 that they have here, but that's on my to-do list if I can have a few more. Well, you can do your best, but if you do, then, you know, Uber is available, uh, <laughs> Silver Wives are available, so lots of good stuff. So um, as far as local-based breweries, we got Bearded Owl here. Uh, I know industry is also here. That's area based. Obed and Isaacs is here. Obed and Isaacs is here. So we got three. Um, three main Peoria places. Main Peoria based breweries here. Represented. Bloomington is well represented. represented. Um, I'm branching out. White the White Oak, obviously the Old Beaver. Yes, White Oak. Oh yeah. They're, Lots they're, of good offerings from both of them. Savoy is represented with Triptych. Triptych. Yeah. Well, Nick's standing right over there. Let's see if Nick wants to say anything about his beers. Oh, hold on. He's got a customer. Oh, he's got somebody. Oh, that's just John and Paul. All right. All right, so we're talking to Nick Babcock, uh, head brewery of Bearded Owl. Uh, I know uh, PJ's running around here, too. Uh, what did you guys bring that you're really proud of and you really uh, people are digging? Uh, I, I like uh, all of our stuff. Honestly, I'm partial, but uh, I know you are. <laughs> we did uh, so. We did uh, our new uh, our new hazy IPA called Hologram Buffaloes. Um, I think it's pretty solid. And then we, we did uh, what raised the feared, which is a raw IPA, which means we don't boil it. Yep. And we added honey and apricot to that. Um, so if you like a little bit of a, a uh, more of a residual sweetness, a sweeter IPA, that's definitely for you. Um, we're proud of that one. And then we. We like our terrible eye as well, which is our coffee cream ale. Coffee cream ale. And you said you had something coming up here this week. Tell us about that. Uh, well, we're doing a collaboration with uh, a great local bakery, Tresker's. I'm sure uh, you know a lot of your listening folks will know who they are. But um, I can't go there without getting donuts, or otherwise I'll get in trouble. We're going to do a, uh, a Russian kvass. It's a uh, it's a beer that you make with bread instead of grain. So we're going to. With, with those guys and then there's a there's also a band involved called Minsk so the uh, the baker at Tresker's is also a uh, uh, I gotta get this no yeah no no <laughs> we're, this is a mobile thing yeah um, go ahead what can I help you with we're on, we're on, we're on like you're live yeah you're live oh, okay. go ahead I thought that was just really weird about it's okay it's okay it is but <laughs> So uh, she's going to try the prayer ritual. It's a ro rosemary and sage sour um, from Bearded Owl. They definitely love to pride themselves on look, using a lot of local kind of herbs and ingredients. So that's definitely one of them. So you said uh, Minsk, like the heavy metal band Minsk? Yeah. Yeah. They're playing at Dark Lord Day next week. Next weekend. So the guys are in town, and so we're going to do collaboration with them when they're in town with Minsk and and Treskers, and uh, yeah, it'll be a be a, a fun time. And like I said, you guys should come. We'd love that. Yeah, 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 yeah. So awesome. So you got heavy metal and bakery. I love that goes together so and beer goes together so well. Yeah, I mean, why not, right? <laughs> <laughs> I love the idea. Um, that sounds awesome. So we're gonna come check out, uh, go check out a few more of the breweries, but 
obviously uh, well represented here in Peoria. So thanks, Nick. Yeah, appreciate it, Evan. You guys do, do good things for the industry. All right, cool, man. Cheers. You're listening to the Pints and Provisions podcast with Evan, Mark, Ryan, and Dan. You're listening to the Pints and Provisions podcast with Evan, Mark, and Dan. Oh, I forgot some. I can't remember. All right, we've been enjoying some good local craft beers, but obviously big craft beer news is the merger of Dogfish Head and Sam Adams. Um, I'm sure that's just two sort of kind of just stagnant breweries looking to inject a little bit of freshness into each other. And it probably is a market that doesn't really overlap a lot, to be honest, in terms of style of it. What I've kind of seen about it is you, know, you see a you see a place like Boston Beer Company kind of really struggle with their brand. Obviously, they were kind of one of those first guys to the market to, to really bring great craft beer to the masses. Absolutely. And people kind of always forget. And to be honest, if you go back and drink a Sam Adams, it's awesome. It's such a good beer. But people are kind of tired of it. And you look at a brewery like Dogfish Head, which has kind of prided itself on new and innovative and different things and old things and new things and they've definitely established a pretty solid stream of four beers now to kind of inject a little bit of fun into a Boston Beer Company and they don't really overlap a whole lot in terms of market maybe market location and share but not you know I want to styles are very styles different, are very different. So, so I don't Boston see this beer is as a lot more traditional than Dogfish yeah. is uh, off-centered. Off-centered ales. Right, off-centered Yeah, so they they always pride themselves on using interesting ingredients and kind of bucking the Ryan Heights kaboot and not ever conforming to the foreign ingredients. Yep. And I think that they'll just be more than complimentary. And Sam Calgione and Greg Cook have always been good friends as far as I've always read about beer. And so it's kind of a very synergistic relationship. And hopefully, I think what it'll do is inject a lot more fervor into an industry that's losing a little bit to alcohol in general, losing to liquor, losing to wine, and craft beer kind of needs this little burst of synergy. I always think it's funny, and I see a lot of memes and things out there about how Old Port Stone Brewery, they're just like, hey, I was late to the prom, can I be invited? But that's Stone, you know, they're their own entity and they're a worldwide yeah. commodity at this point. So, I don't what, what's your take? Yeah, on? I haven't seen much on the details of the merger or whatever. I guess my first thought was just that, uh, you know, the hype train has died on, on oh, know, Dogfish Head and St. Adams is obviously, they're, they're so big that people probably consider them a little bit more of like an Anheuser-Busch style type of brewery as opposed to like a microbrewery, craft brewery type. Yeah. Um, which probably draws less of the market share to them just because of that but like you said I mean I have no problem if I'm just going to go buy something easy to drink and light if it's Boston Lager I got no problem getting that or Sam Adams Light you know some of their easier drinking stuff is really really good so uh, it's just probably that the the market's so flooded that there's a lot going on in the craft beer industry and and they need to do something different and um, I know a lot of people are upset because Sam's always talked about never merging or selling or anything, and, and 
then they did this, but it's like, you know what, it's like things change, you know, like. Oh, we can always have a change. Whether it's selling to a bigger company or doing a merger or whatever, it's like, well, as business environments change and everything, you just never know what what you need to do to keep your brand alive and get better and things like that. So it's almost, to me, it almost seems like it'll be Sam Adams and Dogfish Head will just constantly be flapping. Yeah. Like, and there's nothing wrong with that because you've got masterminds behind the scenes of two of those companies. So. Well, if you think about one of the, remember one of the biggest booms in um, kind of young millennials and stuff is like conscious drinking, self-aware drinking, like spiked kombucha, spiked seltzer water, and um, you know, Dogfish has now got that low-calorie new like flavorful IPA. It's like very low ABV, very low. And I bet that'll be a big boom that'll also help Boston Beer Company kind yeah. of gain a little market share. Well, yeah. because they own them, you know. So it's kind of interesting because you think also about how Sam Adams has like a tap handle of like every airport. And now you'll see Dogfish Head at a tap handle in every airport. Right. Or on your airplane now, where you used to not see craft beer like that available. So. I think it's only a good thing for the craft beer industry. It'll be interesting to see how many more mergers of mid-level, big craft breweries yeah. decide to join forces to continue to keep themselves relevant and push forward in an environment that's very driven by alcohol, like, sorry, liquor, wine, and big beer. Yeah. yeah, but you also have to figure out a way to make yourself seem not mainstream. Yeah. So how do you reinvent yourself every few years? How do you come out with some new branding? How do you collab, collab a bit with, you know, Dogfish Head and Sam Adams? You need to get those two great brewers together and see what you come out with. And, you know, they're all over the place, but you have to always come out with something that's new, that, that excites folks, and hopefully they can do that. Well, so that's a good point. So do they have a new company name, or do nope. they talk about... Well, I think they're still going to be considered so separate. So on the shelves, you're still going to see the Dr. Yeah. Fed, you're still going to see Sam. Behind the scenes, you can collaborate and come out with, I mean, collabs are a big thing right now between craft breweries, yeah. you know, Casey Side Project, new, those new, things. New beers come out and things like Correct. that. Correct, you know, you try, be, be a bit creative, you know, you know, test the edges a little bit, whereas before when you were so mainstream, you couldn't. Yeah. So, you know, we'll see if, we'll see if that works for you. So I think it's quite like you thought, okay, how do these two mergers change the definition of a craft brewery and it's not going to because they're still going to be considered separate in terms of barrelage and output per year and so it's not going to change the landscape of who is considered craft beer or not because they're still going to be sort of considered separate entities because it's like a it's like one of those umbrella parent companies it's almost like they're just hedging their bets and like they sharing profits if one of them goes down then the other one they maybe can offset it and vice versa if there are two craft breweries that I'd like to see together, I appreciate the great combination. Yeah. It's a great combination of minds. Yeah. I hate to say it, but I would not want to see Greg Cook and Stone be a part of that. I mean, he's just sort of his very much off-centered self. If you've ever heard him talk, that's the way he is. He's just kind of, I love what he's done for craft beer, but he's probably not much of a collaborator. Yeah. To be quite honest. Cook and Cag- Cag- Caglione, or however you pronounce it. Calgione. Calgione. Caglione. 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 They're at the forefront of all this, so it's like, it just, it'll be cool to see how that evolves. Yep. I think and it's I don't good. think any of us have any problems supporting their businesses. They seem like good people, and they're doing a great job in the industry, and the, 
overall. And they were pioneers. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, for sure. Like they're, yeah. But it, was, it was shocking news to see, and at first I thought it was like an Onion article that wasn't real. Oh, I know. <laughs> Like then, as I kept reading, I was like, okay, this is actually... We're actually doing what happens. That's great. But that's not what you see here. I mean, you see here, local breweries, you got Riggs, Kid Grove. They're new out of uh, Bloomington, too. Uh, I'm not sure if I... There's, a, there's some need here, too, right, Bean Nectar? Yep, Bean Nectar's here. here. Um, we lost our list. Again. Oh, no, you got it in your hands. Um, Stone is here, by the way. Uh, Distill is here. Brickstone, they're from up uh, in the Chicagoland area. We've got Lionstone, uh, Tighthead, right? They're from up there. Yep. And Stiffy Cider, if you like cider. They're kind of like an offshoot of Obed and Isaacs. I think they're kind of a parent. Okay. Or I should say a sister company of, of them. So they got stuff. Iron Spike and Bent River from Galesburg and up in the Quad Cities, respectively. We've got Pollyanna, Revolution. Sweetwater from Georgia. They got their 420 uh, strains there from Sweetwater. And we got Lebanitas, uh, Urban Chestnut. Uh, we've had lots of good beers from Urban Chestnut on our podcast. They make great German That's style beers. Oh, yeah. Zwickle is like my favorite lawnmower beer. So, Four Hands, Toppling Goliath this year. We obviously always love Toppling Goliath and everything they put out. So. Right B, a new cider, uh, cidery. cidery out of Chicago. Yep. So if you like, if you like ciders, they're here too. Evil Horse. Evil I haven't Horse. had anything from Evil Horse yet, so we got some more to try. Yeah. So we really appreciate Fox Pub. Yeah. Uh, putting us on every year for six years now. Usually it's about 70 degrees, so uh, <laughs> they've been very accommodating with the weather this this time around. But uh, Matt's always very gracious, so yeah. we thank him for allowing us to do this year. Yeah. All right, we'll see if we can Everyone's get a. Still having a good time. We're still having a good time. We're gonna see if we can get a few words in with Matt in a minute. Otherwise, uh, check us back in a minute. All right. All right. On the Pints and Provisions podcast. We discuss the ins and outs of beer, brewing, and breweries in addition to all those crafts that pair well with beer, such as bourbon, coffee, food, and cooking. Join Evan, Ryan, Mark, and Dan on each episode where we discuss those crafts we love to imbibe. Here's a clip. I don't, I, I've got four full glasses over here. I need to figure out my glass situation <laughs> and, and before and you're, I pour this. You're the one that asking you for more. Your own glasses. Yeah, he was, he was <laughs> the one next? that said, what's next? Well, there's a bunch sitting out. I thought maybe, uh, I thought, I, I thought we were going to get those going, but. We are proud members of the Hopped Up Network, where you can find all our episodes and also look for us on iTunes, Google Play, Podbean.com, as well as Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Cheers. All right, uh, this is Evan back with Ryan. We're here with Matt Rixner, uh, the organizer and procurement manager extraordinaire here at Procurement? Yeah. What would you call that? (laughs) This is a lot of work. Thanks thanks for uh, putting this together. It's great. I actually came up with a new name. It's a head beer drinker at the Fox Club. Well, it's it's my title now. (laughs) I don't think anyone would. I think that's a great title. It's, a, it's a really it hard job. Yeah. 
Well, no, this is a lot of work to put on, and we appreciate this. You've got a tent, you got a lot of people put together, but obviously everyone, no matter the weather, is out here to have a good time. Uh, hopefully you're having a good time, and what do you think? Is it going together pretty well? Absolutely. I mean, it's always fun. I mean, we always enjoy it. What the weather's gonna do? Like that's the one thing you can't do. Especially down here in Illinois. Well, I, I mean, the, the weather in Illinois like this spring. Is wild card. Not even you a said, wild card. A lot of times this this festival's been like 75 degrees out and last year it was 87 and sunny. Yeah, there yeah. we go. So yeah. <laughs> a little different. Twice the temperature it is today. You know, but like I mean, when, when the weather's nice, like you go out and you do other stuff. Like when it's shitty like this, like you think more people. Yeah. What do you do? You're gonna be under a tent. You can dress warm. Drink you got beer. food. You can drink beer. You can go inside, have some food. Um, so. We've had a lot of great local breweries, a lot of good regional breweries, and some national breweries. Anything that's still out your mind as being some of your favorites? It's hard as a favorite child, right? It's, I mean, it's like when people ask me what my favorite beer is. My answer is the beer that I've never had before. So. That's a good answer. Yeah, because, I mean, I, I just love trying new beers, and I love beer, but, I mean, is there favorites? Yeah, of course there is. I don't like to say because no, I, I will. And That's a very diplomatic approach. There's actually a couple that I, I I'm an IPA guy like, through and through. I, I mean, I, I don't discriminate against any salad here. But, um, <laughs> the, the Little Beaver, uh, Citra, Thank you. Yeah. Citra, Space Crystals. Space yeah. Crystals is very spectacular. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I agree. I, have you guys tried the Wake stuff? The Wake? No, I haven't been over there. No, I'm going to Wake. Watch the right? Yeah. Awesome. They're they're from the Michigan area. Oh, okay. Their stuff's pretty awesome. They got a vanilla style and an IPA. They got yep. So we had an awesome. The, actually, the Firkin that we had for VIPs was their Hand of Doom, which is a imperial style. And they're pouring the vanilla, like the, the vanilla variant. But the Firkin was a double vanilla chopper. So maybe we should start over and go there next. Right. I mean, that one's, that one's gone. Okay, well. But it was super, it was definitely one of my favorites so far. Nice. Unfortunately, I haven't drank it. Or maybe I've drank it. No, you paced yourself as well. Yeah, well, thank you. Thank you for doing that. Well, we always appreciate um, everything that the Fox brings to the craft beer scene in Peoria, especially this festival in six years. Six years, yeah. So you kind of have figured out the kinks and figured out what works, what doesn't work. Uh, anything that you still think doesn't work yet? Um, the Other weather. Than the weather. Other than the weather. Oh, there's all kinds of stuff. It's just all. I mean, when you're when you're trying to pour a hundred, I don't think anybody understands. Like putting a beer festival together is like hard enough, but then to have it be all draft beer. Yeah. Like all the equipment and everything that has to go into that. Yeah. You're, you're gonna have like messes. Yeah. Well, I've heard. I've heard if you ever. We had many. We had many today. I've heard if you ever want to get into beer, never put on a beer festival. No. And don't make one, don't don't do a draft beer festival. It's even harder. I was gonna say, people out on the, the main floor, it's hard to you can't really see the behind the scenes operations, but you come back, it's like you gotta worry about ice, you gotta worry about CO2, you gotta worry about all these kegs set up. Don't worry, the ice is not melting like, too fast. It's like the equipment that pours it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you gotta worry about people showing up. Yeah. <laughs> you wouldn't think that was a thing, but it had. No, but, but I mean, it's that, that's why I want it to be different is because it's a draft beer festival. No 
nobody does it because it's hard to put on. Yeah. You know, it also makes it really fun. It's a good time. All, all the reps enjoy it. You know, it's like the people who come are awesome. That's why we love it. No, we love coming. Everyone's um, having a great time. Everyone's having a great time. <laughs> no There's one's no lost blood in this area. Definitely okay. not. So, again, thanks, Matt, for uh, letting us I like hang your, out and chill out. I like your, like, Russian, like, pudding thing. Yeah, I like you got to say Everyone runs around thinking it's a dead animal. No. Don't worry. It's, it's a Russian hoodie. We took it to Dartboard Day last we'll year. We'll call it a great, Moscow hoodie. So. Yeah, it's a Moscow hoodie for the recording. <laughs> All right, man. Cheers, man. Thanks. Thanks. Cheers, man. Yeah. Thank All right. You. Cheers. Thanks, man. You're listening to the Hopped Up Network. Thank you. The show you just listened to is part of the Hopped Up Network. The Hopped Up Network is a growing family of craft beer podcasts in the United States and Canada. Find this show and others like it at hoppedupnetwork.com, the spot for informative and entertaining craft beer podcasts.